We'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Humans Were Here Records. Their artist TLB, a punk rock powerhouse from Chicago, has a killer new song streaming everywhere Tuesday, February 8th, called Fucked Up and Lonely. So mark your freaking calendars and get ready to party or cry or whatever your heart's going to make you do. Find out all about Humans We're Here and TLB by going to humanswerehere.com and following them on their socials at humans.were.here and at TLB Kicks Ass. Enjoy the rest of the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. Uh, we've got something pretty special going on today. Yeah, we, we do. We had Danny Freeman of A Few Too Many today on the podcast. And man, the stuff that he's been a part of and the stuff that he's created, you guys have probably actually heard about. He's a very influential person in the pop punk music scene, in the alternative music scene. Uh, a Few Too Many is kicking ass right now. Like absolutely, this, dude. This guy's this guy is in it, and he's in it to win it, and I fucking love it. Yeah. So why don't we uh, skip all of our chit chat in the beginning? Let's just get right into it. Sounds good to me, man. Here we go. And welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. Pat, how you doing today? I'm doing splendid. I'm doing it's been fantastic. a nice productive morning. Yeah, it has. Talking about. Star Wars and 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 podcasting and ideas. beating you at fantasy football. Beating me at fantasy football, which it's going to happen. Checking now, still winning. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still losing. <laughs> we got an awesome, awesome guest for you guys today. Today we have Dan Freeman of A Few Too Many. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. And it works out that it's just you with us because most of my questions are directed just towards you. So that works out. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Always nice when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't it great to have all of the attention? <laughs> God damn. Well, the others are probably all dead as well. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I spent most of my day just watching movies with my son yesterday. We had a dude day. So I'm mostly rested. Well, I went over to visit uh, my bassist earlier today and it was like 2 p.m. and he was still in his dressing gown. I'm sure he <laughs> won't mind me saying so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's uh, spending the day in bed today. Sure. Awesome. I'm I'm still in my gym shorts. I, I attempted nothing. Got my gym shorts and, and my birds aren't real shorts. So I'm ready to roll. Well, <laughs> the only reason I'm still standing is because I've had a counter monster. So that's... Pretty much just put my energy levels slightly back up until I crash. Dude, I, f- I, f- I feel that. I I uh, had a big old cup of Death Wish coffee. And that's like, like I I don't know if you guys have that over there, but over here it's like the... It's that sounds the, exotic. It, <laughs> it's just... It's, it's pretty like exotic. They, it comes they, from uh, Virginia. They say know. it's like the the most caffeinated coffee you can get and it does give me the jitters so i'm definitely ready awesome. well i'll i'll have That's to check awful. it out i don't know if we do it over <laughs> over here in the uk but uh, if we do I'll, I'll try and track it down i'll be honest that sounds that sounds terrible i just i just have my arizona <laughs> sweet tea cuz it tastes good and i love i think it. i still have a couple cans of that from you over here 
<laughs> it's it's for me it's uh, it's Red Bull or Monster and then I'm good to go or a cup of tea because obviously you know British and everything <laughs> right, right right no yeah we weren't gonna yeah. stab fun of that at all <laughs> no and we wouldn't most people do <laughs> oh man tea like I like me some tea I've got some like pretty good uh like some tea tea teapots I like I like I have a fancy one that I I re- I really enjoy good tea uh but I never end up making it because it's just it's a it's a chore. It's, it's an absolute chore. <laughs> it's a nice thing to have on occasion. I'm not um, like most people from the UK who literally have a cup every single morning. I'll have like maybe one a week if I'm if I'm feeling it. But uh, sure. It's just, it's All right, so so here's a question. Okay, so obviously you know we got on the topic of tea, right? Okay, that's a pretty yep. British, <laughs> it's a pretty yeah. pretty British thing. Okay, so like if you were hosting the podcast. And you had these two nitwit Americans on. What would be the first thing that you would dig at us? Um, I probably would make like a In and Out Burger comment or something like that. I mean, don't I'm tease actually, us. We can't have that. Can't That's have not even In-N-Out around Burger. here. Oh man, it's and it's, it's all West Coast. God damn it! <laughs> and actually, Bear, they yep. have one in Dallas. You know what else they have in Dallas? What a burger! Yeah, and we're gonna be there. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay, give us another one. Shoot, shoot us again. <laughs> like, it's okay. You just uh, hurt my heart with a stab <laughs> at something I can't have. <laughs> Maybe a comment about corn dogs or something. Uh, okay. My dad's always, Y'all don't have corn dogs actually, Full disclosure: I'm actually half American. You would not believe it, um, but my dad uh, is from Sherman Oaks in California. Mm. So, okay. Uh, That's the Whataburger reference. Got it. Sure. No, in and out. In and out. God damn it! Whataburger's yeah. Texas. Whataburger's Texas, and it's so good. It's, it it's, it is good. And, and it, but in and out is the best like fast food burger. Period. I think. Yeah, it's up. It's definitely it, up there. Delicious. It's definitely up there. It's really good, especially if you're going like animal, like double double animal yeah, style. Animal like, style. That's yeah. the only way to do it. It's the only way to get the fries too. And as oh, far yeah, as like hot dogs are concerned, like I thought we did all right hot dogs, and then I went over <laughs> to the states and I had a Dodger, Dodger dog, and it was like that big. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a Dodger dog, though, man. Yeah. I mean, like that's not a hot dog. <laughs> I like everything that he knows about the states is all from California, and we can't fucking have it. Yeah, because <laughs> we're in the middle of the goddamn Midwest. But I mean, I, he hasn't probably had a Chicago dog, man. That's true. No, the Chicago dogs are really with good. like the with the poppy seed bun and the and the spear pickle yeah. and the pepperoncinos. Yeah, no, there's no. like, you know, like each state has like their special things that they do. So, yeah, that's one of the that's kind of one of the cool things. Yeah. All right, one more dig, and then we'll get into the podcast because I really <laughs> go deep. It's like this still hasn't hurt me as a person, you know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he wants to see what you got to hurt him. Yeah, hurt me. <laughs> I have not got many good things. Some generic comment about baseball, probably. But oh, I see. I would I'm, just say, all you have to say is you're American. Do I need to say more? Fair like, enough. Come on, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you live over in America. There you yeah. go. <laughs> There's your dig. How's that I'm privatized sorry. healthcare treating you? Oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Okay. We I'll got plenty that. of th- we got plenty of digs to go at. You know. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to go with an actual question here. So you formed her in like 2012, released your first single, Saint Sinner Winner, uh, which has a, a pretty ripping solo in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, played a few shows. 
Uh, then it looks like you took a hiatus till about 2015, where you began hitting it hard, playing shows and working on your full length lessons learned, which you eventually released in 2017. I- I'm just curious, like what made you take that time off? Uh, just a lot. I mean, I could give a cliche answer about self-reflection and all that, but to be honest <laughs> with you, it, it was uh, a lot to do with just where each of us were at in terms of like finances, jobs, that kind of thing. Um, sure. And obviously, you know, being in a band is Expensive. is a finance, it's a cost. Yeah. Um, so we had to take a bit of time out and just kind of write um, and work on that kind of stuff. But, I mean, that chapter feels like so, like lessons learned when people talk about that. It just feels like that's a whole... It doesn't even feel like the same band anymore to the band like that is, that's done the Out for the Count EP. It's like a whole world away now um well and it's it's big it's a big change too i mean like lessons learned doesn't listen doesn't sound like you guys sound now no no we're always saying that and especially production wise like it's just a whole it's like a different it just doesn't even sound like the same band to me when i listen to it yeah um Mm -hmm. and it hasn't got the same kind of like oomph that we went for on on this ep and a lot of bands kind of do that thing where over time they get maybe sort of poppier and softer. And I think we kind of did the complete opposite of that. <laughs> and rather than sort of go in a poppy direction, we've, we've got sort of heavier as, uh, yeah. as time. Well. As you kind of went, you lessons learned uh, sounds a lot more. You're like, well, we're a pop punk band. We, we want to be pop punk. And then as you've yeah. gone, by, gone, gone through your touring and growth and stuff, you're like, well, Yep. Now we're going to actually be a pop punk band, you know? Yeah. The way I would kind of summarize it is like um, lessons learned for me was kind of that uh, we didn't really have much of an identity as a band kind of mm-hmm. album. It very much, when I listen to it now, sounds like we were trying to sound like our influences. I like obviously heavily influenced by, you know, Blink-182, Newfound Glory, Green Day. And when I listen to that album, you can really like tell that um, and it doesn't really have its own kind of sound or identity. Whereas I think like now um, the kind of stuff that we're, we're putting out has like our own kind of sort of ethos and sound stamped onto it, or at least that's kind of my perspective. Absolutely. Um, And then hopping off of that, then since lessons learned, you have released an EP, six other singles, and yep. a new album on the way. Uh, uh, yep, that's right. So we there are two tracks left um, of the EP that are unreleased at the moment. Uh, everything else has come out in the form of um, singles like you just mentioned. Um, but the rest of it drops in January. Hmm. Right on. That's exciting. What made you want to take the single route? Um, to be honest, it's <laughs> a bit of a mixture. Like I am a big fan of um, you know putting out a whole collective works like an album but Mm -hmm. i kind of feel especially with like the the layout of the music industry now like a lot of things have changed and in order to you know to kind of keep that momentum and that engagement going it seems to be that like single releases do that more um than just putting out the like the full collective works and then the hype dies down and then you know you're you're sort of like well where do we go from here like we've we've just released the whole thing in one go um and obviously, you know, you can jump on the touring train, you can uh, get into the online promotion side of it, but you haven't kind of got that content to yeah. span out over a long period. I, I, I always felt like that's the, that's that line that you got to walk, you know, whether or not you're a new band, um, well, especially if you're a new band, like 
having that, um, having your foot in the door, so to speak, is, is really important. Having, you know, like actual content to listen to, you know, one right. single is great and you can do a lot with singles. And quite frankly, like yeah. singles is kind of the, it's kind of the, the way of the industry as, as of right now. But if you're going to start off with a band, like putting an EP out there is honestly one of the best things you can do as a, like a landing platform just to be like, okay, I heard their single. Yeah. I want to listen to more. And then you have more rather than just like, okay, well the next one's going to be coming out in three months. And normally on like this podcast, I, I, I do, I sit here and go single, single, singles all the mm-hmm. time because you can write and record and have them backlogged. Like I have a couple of singles like sitting on my computer right now, but I also already have an EP and like two other singles released at the moment. So it's like, you still have, music to listen yeah. to when you're an upcoming band or first starting out, get your foot in the door, release three songs, four songs, make it an EP, do something, like get, get something. So that way your listeners have enough content to listen to you. And then, uh, and then hit them again with the single, hit them over the head with a baseball bat, just a new song. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I, I completely agree. Cause it, it, none of us, we're not green day. You know, we can't, you can't record a full length album. Not like, and not have to release a single and then not have to release another album for two years. You know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, when, when you're a smaller band, you have to have that constant content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think also like kind of going along the same lines as that, like with, uh, with an EP, it's kind of like, you've got that sort of breakup between that and then an album like you could, like in my opinion, with lessons learned, um, you know, like obviously, you learn. Excuse, excuse the irony in that <laughs> statement, but um, you, you know, I can sort of like learn from that now that that was a mistake. But like, I do think that we probably released an album too early, and we should have started off by releasing yeah. an EP instead, and then we could have waited for you know for that momentum to build, and then dropped an album. But right. you know what lessons learned (laughs) lessons yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and it was also i mean even just five years ago it was different it was still a different time like we've the music industry has changed so like the landscape even just in the past three years has changed so much especially with covid yeah everybody everything at home everything has changed like and i think going forward it's going to pretty much stay the same or at least yeah. similar yeah yeah you know i it, think that when covid hit in it was you know obviously a massive shock to you know just the live industry as a whole and yeah. people were kind of presented with the choice of okay well what do we do now like you can either <clears throat> carry on sort of and try and put out online content and do like live streams and Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, try and sort of reformat as much as you can to the new sort of digital world that we're going to be in for goodness knows how long. Yeah. Um, or you kind of take a really, really long break. And I know bands who did both um, and no, you know, discredit on either side. We went down the route of um, we just didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to take a break. We didn't want to stop. So we started doing like live streams. Right. Uh, every other week we do like games online cards against mm-hmm. humanity uh, all that kind yeah. of stuff and just stream it out to you know our, our friends because we thought well at least we're you know we're kind of doing something we can't play shows at the moment so like we can still get 
you know our fans friends involved in in something even if it's not a show and and with that being said i think that's kind of like because of that that's going to be the new expectation you know because even when people can go to shows i think a lot of people learn that they they're also cool just chilling at home uh yeah and so i feel like the expectation will be well you can do a live stream you can perform for us now uh just at home and but we still want to have the opportunity to see you live so i you're gonna have to do it all yeah and Um, i would certainly urge any um you know any bands at the moment if you've got the ability to and you've got the finance to setting up somewhere where you can you know live stream from and do like a live stream concert from at any given moment because you know we never know when this is going to get worse better like it, mm-hmm. it could just go in peaks and troughs from from now you know infinitum really like we don't know how long this is going to go on for but if you've got that kind of dedicated space that you you guys can all go to and you're not involving anyone else so there's there's less factors uh with covid to take into account like obviously there's still safety precautions that you take but there's less than you know trying to put on a gig uh, which obviously right. then takes on you know a lot more and then you've got the venue you've got the staff there's like so many different uh, variables there but if you've got a dedicated space to be able to stream from um then you know i think that's kind of like the the end game because it means that even if this happens you could um you know you can stream from that space and you know you could almost perhaps even do like a, an online virtual tour and you do something along the lines of uh, well, a lot of these venues have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. so you could even do a thing where you basically um, each night that you would have played, uh, you know, in a different city, you stream from that venue's Facebook page from your space. So it's the right. same space all the time, but it's from their page. And obviously their page has a lot of followers from their area and mm-hmm. you could potentially still kind of tour. I mean, I know it's not like a, it's not the same thing, but it's, it's kind of something. It's something yeah, though. And it's something. and and streaming allows us smaller bands to reach a significantly bigger audience. You yeah. know, because I mean, I sure we can go on tour. Hell, we can go on tour right now and we can play a show, you know, in in Texas. Well, let's just say Texas. Uh yeah. cool. Five people came out. Or we could stream and there's 50 people that watched our stream. Exactly. You know, so it's like the landscape of touring is changing. changing. It is. It is. Because even even now with, you know, with shows coming back, it's it's the same here in the UK. Like we do have, uh, you know, live music is kind of back. But at the same time, uh, what I've noticed is it's very hit and miss. Like you can right. have, you can play a show and the room will be absolutely packed out. You could play a show the next night of the tour and, Nothing. You have like four or five people. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. people are scared and, still, you know. Well, and and not only that, but that's the way shows were before. And you yeah. have all these people saying all this stuff. Oh, I can't, I miss live shows. Well, fucking go. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you didn't before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go. Just go to a show. Exactly. <laughs> of all the songs uh, that you've released to date, yeah. Which would which would you say is your favorite one? Uh, my personal favorite is one of our more recent singles uh, off the EP, History. Um, okay. That is like, it's just my favorite song to play live. 
um, because it's kind of got all of the elements that I love in it. It's it's got the kind of pop punk element, but it's also got like a heavier element. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I listen to a lot of Four Year Strong, A Day to Remember, um, those kind of bands, and yeah, that for me is kind of the song that gets as close to that, but with sure. our kind of our, our own closer to like the easy core kind of style. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. easy core style. I like cool. that. We started the Facebook group, the Alternative Music Networking Group, originally yep. known as the Pop Punk Network Group, which yes. has brought together so many people from all over the world working together under one cause. Did you ever think that it would be this impactful? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. It, um, literally, I think we started out with like 15 to 20 people in it, and most of those were either my bandmates and some other like friends and contacts that I had there's no way in hell that like four or five years ago I would have envisaged that it would get to where it is now even when when I joined the group it was it was pretty small still like it was it was still very smaller growing like it has grown so much just over these past two years Mm -hmm. yeah like it's wild seeing it Grow to it is as well, especially because we're not, you know, like in terms of members, there are groups with, you know, there are pop punk groups and groups in our genre with a lot more. Like you've got, uh, I think UK pop punk has like 15,000. Um, and you know, when we haven't quite hit that 10k mark yet, you've also got a defend pop punk group, which I think has like 25 or like 30,000, but but they're all the same people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And <laughs> like that's what the thing is, is like. I would say the big two, the ones that are the that mean the most to be in would be the networking group because that's like all of us mostly it's 90 percent band and industry type people that we're all trying to work together. Um, And then you've got Pop Punk Kids, which is one hundred and eleven thousand people now um, all doing kind of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's like that, that really does mean a lot. And you know, like I would there's no discredit on any of the other group members whatsoever. Like the the other guys who run, you know, their groups. Like I know um obviously Greg's involved with Pop Punk Kids, but he also has like We Are Triumphant and a million other things. Right. Uh, and involved with it. it's hard. When that started, it was awesome. And even when I first got in it years ago, like it was awesome. And just as it's grown, it's just changed a significant amount. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, you either got the people asking, like, you know, the stereotypical, is this pop punk? Which is cool. <laughs> like, I hate when people dog on that sort of stuff. It's just people trying to have fun. I don't know why. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know why it has to be a problem. And then you got the people being like, oh, I thought this was a pop punk group. Well, it is. It's all pop punk kids. Related stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just us. It's us as people in this group grouping of people. Yeah. You know, it doesn't like friends like get over yourself. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't have to like, okay, then ask for something pop punk related. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you want to be music related as fucking ass. Everyone complains about how they don't, how nothing is the way that they want it. Yet nobody wants to take their shit by the fucking like. I don't know, and balls do something. or whatever, and do something yeah. about it. Like well, nobody, guys, nobody wants to be the change. They just want to complain about the change. It's yeah. like, who why, why can't it be the way I want it? Because you're not actually putting in effort to make it the way you want it. You're just bitching yeah. about the way that it is. So exactly. shut the fuck up, sit back, <laughs> and let the drivers take control, because clearly yeah. you won't. And if that, that principle applies to literally anything, if you're complaining about 
anything and not doing anything about it, fuck you. You're the problem. <laughs> yeah. So intense with it. It's, true. You, you know, you, it. it's one thing to sit there and, and, and say that there's something wrong, but if you're not going to like bring yeah, it forward. It's just like, yeah, oh, you know. like, what are you doing? Sitting behind a keyboard going, what the fuck is this? And then yeah. what are you going to do? Scroll TikTok for a hot second? Like, all right. Like, that's fine, but like, d- stop complaining about things that that are the way that they are. If you're not willing yeah. to put in the effort, and like Pat was just talking about this, just like literally just a second ago, like just be the fucking change you want to you want to yeah. be. Like nobody goes to shows. Oh, I can't wait to shows come back. Go to a fucking show. Yeah, <laughs> like just go, just go, go. Do it. get like, your friends. I started a group like five years ago. When, and I was like, you know what? This group is like 20 people. That's all it is. Just 20 people. Cause 20 people can make a difference. I'm like every other Friday, we're going to go to a show that we have no idea who's there. We're going there to support the venue. And then that performance. And then we're going to introduce ourselves to new music. We're going to introduce ourselves to new bands. And we're going to give that band playing 20 extra people that they didn't think was going to show is- up. So many people. It's so many people. <laughs> yeah, like I've, it is. I've toured an entire tour to less than 20 people a show. Like it's Same. not fun. But like if you can sit here and go, I'm going to take a specific amount of people, people who I know are involved and invested, and I'm going to go do something with that. Like you can change so much. And like if that idea can inspire anybody else, just take a group of five people and just go to a show. It doesn't even, you don't even have to know who it is. Yeah. Just go to a show. You can see some of the best, like some of the best, like underground bands, up and coming bands like for stupid cheap. And then that is your that is your Friday. That is what you get to do Friday night. Like, what are you doing Friday? I got plans. I'm going to see a show. Hey, you want to come along? Yeah. What'd you do on Friday? Oh, I had fun. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) And you can guarantee it's going to make that band's night as well. Absolutely. Five people that I don't know at a show is a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It really is. And if you know and if you're in a place that's got 80,000 fucking people and five different groups of people do that, five different groups. That's not a lot. You know, you say if all these people say they care about the music industry and they they care about oh, I love my band, my pop punk music. I love my hardcore, I love metal, yep. I love rap, then show it. Yeah. Go yeah. do something. Cause you know, you know, Teen Mom will fucking be there to stream later. Yeah, right. Or whatever, <laughs> whatever show you're yeah. show Dude, you're trying I had to a music stream right now. I had a music teacher when I was a freshman in, in college. Uh so like six years ago, seven years ago now. It, it, like homework was going to a show that weekend. And I'm I'm dead ass. Like he would come back every Monday and go. So what show did you guys go to see? Did you guys go with any of your classmates? Did you make friends? And I'm like, this guy gets it. Like, he gets it. And I'm just like, it's not that hard to grab a buddy and just go for a show. Like, if you're going to go out to drink on a Friday night, okay, drink at the the venue bar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was never one of those people who really, like, gets, I mean, obviously, no disrespect to anyone who likes clubbing, but that's never been my vibe like Mine i would always pick, pick a gig uh you know or, or going to a show than i would over uh but, over you know and it doesn't even need, it doesn't even need to be like a random show you know it could be 
hey, there's a pop punk band that I don't know about, but they're pop yeah. punk and I'm into pop punk. Done. You know, like, oh, well, there's a hardcore show happening over here. Done. Exactly. Like that used to be back in the early thousands, this community. And yet all of these, all of us have gotten older and it's like that kind of just disappeared. And it, yeah. it, to no fault of like streaming services, like it's not their fault. People change. But like at the same time, just because you have access to it from your computer or from your phone doesn't doesn't mean you shouldn't just go, you know, and we were talking about live streams. And yes, that's a great tool. You should use all the tools in your arsenal, like absolutely do it. But like go to a damn show. It's it's really not all that hard. If anybody out there is listening right now, go to a damn show. (laughs) Like I'm dead ass. Like we man, we came back. Uh, my band came back uh, basically like three weeks ago after COVID because we, we, like no shows, no live shows were going on. Um, but we got offered to play an All-American Rejects like emo night. And I was like, OK, I'm not really quite sure how this is going to ha- like work out. But everyone's been like live concert deprived for almost two years now. And we got up there, sold out fucking show. Wow. blew my damn mind. I'm like, none of these people really know who we are. And we have an opportunity to play for people who are there to see like us cover all American rejects. People and, love like, emo nights too. People love well, that, that too. People love emo nights, but it's like just that alone is like seeing a group of people who are going to emo night is fucking awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Just be the change. Stop sitting there complaining behind your goddamn keyboard or commenting on tiktoks of shit that you can't do and just go do it yeah no i couldn't agree more with that sentiment and on that note we're going to take a short break for our sponsors Hey everybody, this is Bear with Unsigned Pop Punk and the Where Did All My Friends Go podcast. Just reminding you to check out our website at unsignedpoppunk.com. You can find anything you'd ever want to know about me or Pat or what we support as Unsigned Pop Punk. We also got some pretty hella dope merch on there too, so buy that shit up and support what we do. Thanks again. And we're back. We have Dan Freeman from A Few Too Many with us. Dan, again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, to the sponsors, thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get back into it, Pat. You ready? Yeah, yeah. We got one more question, then we're gonna switch switch over to our our next segment. So with uh, so when we're we we're talking about the alternative music networking group, one of the really awesome things that came out of that was you started working with Jared Reddick from Bowling for Soup on a new project called Music Networking One Hundred and One. Yeah. Uh, can you tell our listeners a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, Jarrett had started posting in uh, the alternative music networking group uh, a few times here and there. And I mean, that in itself was like crazy. Driving everyone nuts (laughs) because everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, definitely. There there were a few comments and messages that I had at the time that were like, oh, this isn't the real Jarrett, right? Like this is right. this is a fake account. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not a it's fake not. account. It's actually it's, in. Um, it's not. Believe it or not, he just cares about y'all. It's crazy. Yeah. What yeah, a cool exactly. dude. <laughs> no, he is. Like he literally, like he checks out so many bands in there, um, mm-hmm. and you know, and he gives them feedback. And quite often, people ask, 
you know, Q&A type questions in there, like say, what kind of gear should I get for this show? Or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking for a new set of in-ears and I've seen him interacting with stuff like that. So he gets completely stuck in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as time went by, it was apparent that he was obviously interacting so much in there that it would be absolutely crazy of me not to, you know, reach to, out. <laughs> yeah, to reach out and, and talk about what we could potentially do um, together in the group um and so we got a conversation going um and we spoke about establishing this kind of rolling monthly uh music industry online workshop where we would basically invite uh you know prominent members of the music industry whatever guys is that uh, that falls under whether they were musicians uh you know record label executives uh DJs managers tour managers um, people who, you know, have, you know, quite a, a, an astute background in the industry and have been in it for a while and obviously know, uh, you know, some of the, the tricks and tips and also the pitfalls uh, that come along with being in it and basically um, stream that to, uh, you know, not just the group's audience, but obviously that's a that's a big part of it, but also just to to bands and artists potentially all over the world to, to hopefully... Um, you know, listen in and then potentially pick up some some advice going forwards for their own kind of careers because that was definitely something that uh, I didn't see much of when you know when when we started um, a few too many uh, there was like there wasn't really uh, that many things along those kind of lines and no. I think if, if it had yeah. been probably wouldn't have got into some of the sticky situations that we did like we. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we we find I feel that. Oh my God, do I feel that? <laughs> like I won't go fully into it, but we signed to a record label um, yep. very early on into our career that did not turn out to be an actual record label. It was like a guy working out of a flat, and he had put this whole like charade together. I mean, kudos, it was impressive, but it, you know, right. like we were a young band, we were very impressionable, we were naive, yeah. and. He and said a lot so many are. Yeah. And and if people are saying to you, you know, like everything you want to hear and you're going to support your favorite band and like, obviously now listening back to it, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Like the guy right. said that he knew, you know, he knew Fallout Boy and he, <laughs> right. you know, and but, I just, like, and I just think like, how did I ever, you know, buy into that? But because yeah. back in 2012, 2013, 14, 15, it was still such a different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't 2021, you know, 2020. Yeah. It just, it, these things seem so obvious now. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if, I don't even know if that means because we're older or that it's just so obvious because everybody's trying to fake everybody nowadays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like 2012, like seems like such a long time ago, but it was such a different time still Yeah. for music. Yeah, yeah it That's was. And, and if I went back in time and, and, and told that version of Danny that one day I was going to be working with Jarrett and doing this, I, I probably would have told myself to go fuck myself to be <laughs> if I can swear. Sorry. Um, Dude, we've been swearing nonstop. Been, I've been You're fucking good. swearing all the time. <laughs> um, I mark it as explicit. Don't work. Don't work. Yeah. But in yeah, terms we're not going to bleep nothing. Like ticking things off of, you know, my like my lifetime bucket list, that has got to be like That's one crazy, of the, man. you know. That's exciting. The, yeah. It, and it is because I, 
even like I tell, I text bear almost every time. Like I've recently started talking to Jarrett too. Um, and like, it's so, it, it's such an honor, you know, yeah. cause he's in one of the bigger pop punk bands yeah. that like we've looked up to for so long. And the yeah. fact that he like, wh- he takes the time to just go into a Facebook group and be like, Oh yeah, I liked that. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, <laughs> I know. right? Like he's the, like one of the real ones left. You know, is like, like he's just a real yeah. person. It, the the first time that he liked something on our unsigned pop punk like Instagram, I fucking snapshotted it and sent it to Bear. I'm like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it's just it's so awesome and like i said just an honor that he would take his his time to talk to us yeah yeah it's so and he is honestly one of the most humble people in the music industry that i have ever met and you know and had the pleasure to speak to like i've you know i've met and spoken to a lot of people um over the years but jared is genuinely he is what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. um and when you talk to him he's just such a genuine you know down-to-earth guy yeah well, that leads me to one more question before we get into our next segment. And that is for all of our listeners out there right now who are either trying to start a band in a band, trying to figure out their next steps. What is one of one piece of advice that you could give to them that you wish you had had earlier? About taking your time. Mm-hmm. I think we made a lot of rush decisions based on, I mean, things like obviously outside pressure um, in the case of when we nearly fell into the record label trap, that was there was a lot of kind of push from their side to you know to make decisions quickly. And I think that is something that now people kind of have. They've got all these resources at their fingertips. You've got the internet. You've got um, a lot of things that you know we didn't have as much of back in the day. Um, and you've also got advice from other bands and other artists and other people who work in the industry. So I think don't make any snap decisions about things, uh, especially if it involves money. Oh um, yeah. Because you know, that that's hard enough to come by these days as it is anyway. So mm-hmm. I strongly uh, would suggest that not investing in anything unless you've kind of taken the time to really, uh, you know, look for research. Yeah. yeah. And also make sure that you're all on the same page because you can have, especially if it's a band, you might have three of you who feel one way about it and two who don't. And ultimately, yes, you know, you can go with the kind of the democratic vote, but then you're going to have two people who are still like Unhappy. deep down, not, yeah, mm-hmm. not happy with it. It's better to sort of wait and and see if you can kind of get all on the same page together. And I'd say, Similarly with um, with songwriting as well, like our model was originally we started out that, um, you know, it was uh, like writers who obviously, um, you know, assumed the royalties. But we, as time has gone by, realised that it was a much more kind of fair model to, you know, to sort of split everything evenly between uh, all five of us. Um, and, and, it's, and it's stuff like that that I hear that breaks bands up quite a lot um and i certainly got advised about that early on um but obviously i was a lot younger and you know mm. when you're young you kind of oh you it's do- never going to happen to me don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um i'm, I'm too but, smart you know, i wouldn't fall for that 
Oh, hindsight never. is a hindsight is a wonderful thing, as they say. Um, yeah. So definitely, like this kind of the way that we have it structured now, where everyone is a lot happier, everyone is a lot closer, um, and you know, it just. I think taking the time to have those kind of conversations and just taking your time in general, because there's no rush, you know, like one of the very first things when I had spoken to Jarrett for the very first time, um, I had him on um, a show that I started when lockdown had pretty much just started and, um, you know, COVID had just hit in and I started running something called uh, the Popcorn Catch Up where I'd have various bands in uh, you know in pop punk come on and and talk about the state of covid how they were coping with it uh, what was going mm-hmm. on and one of the very first things that he said to me cuz we got talking about age i'm not sure exactly how it came about um but i said that i was freaking out about turning 30 and that i felt like if it hasn't happened yet it's not going to sort of thing and we went down those kind of lines um and then he was just like dude no like stop it because you you know you can have success at any age you could be you could turn 50 and then have a you know a a number one single like you just don't know um Mm -hmm. and the only time constraint and the only pressure there is is the pressure that you're putting on yourself like yes you know there is this kind of society guideline but at the end of the day that's all bullshit like it comes down to you. Um, and if you put that pressure on yourself, then it's only you who's going to stop you from doing it. But otherwise, there's nothing that can stop you from, you know, from having success, no matter Absolutely. what age you are. Absolutely. Well, Good advice. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people who are worried about that. I know I've been worried about that, having that blanket of, oh, man, I have a small window. Like, if I don't yeah. make it by this time, I got to give it up. It's like, it's just it's not the- true. I've it's, definitely yeah. given myself that ultimatum at least four times. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and here I am. It's still going. Not listening to myself. <laughs> uh, it's great. Honestly, it is great. Um, I think I saw a quote from Lemmy that said something similar to that. Um, I think it said something like, if you think you're too old to rock and roll, then you are. So basically, if you think you are. I love that. Then Yeah. But otherwise, no, you're not. Like and I mean, carry on for as long as you want to. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the movie Airheads, obviously, like you need to, you should be listening to Lemmy because there's a there's a quote from that movie as where he's asked, um, you know, it's uh, gosh, I can't even remember it, but basically, you it comes it. down to Lemmy is God. He is God. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His words are because I think it's I think it was something along the lines of like who would win in a fight, Lemmy or God? And then Lemmy didn't know. <laughs> well, he didn't know, and, and he said, trick question, Lemmy is God. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so right there, that tells you if Lemmy said it, it's gospel. It's gospel. Exactly. All right. Well, that is a perfect <laughs> segue into our next segment. Are you this, ready? <laughs> this this yes. next segment's our, our obscure question segment. We kind of we get away from music for the most part and just start asking random stupid questions. Yep, cool. Down for cool. that. Cool, cool. Um, so Bear had the first question where he he is very interested and he wants to know who is your favorite character from Phineas and Ferb. Um, I have to be completely honest here. Full disclosure: I have not watched Phineas and Ferb. Can Sorry. I also be honest because I've never watched it either. Yes. And why the fuck am I coming up with the question? Because <laughs> <laughs> I came uh, up with the other questions. <laughs> I'm 
that makes me so sad. Um, I okay, so I've kind of watched Phineas and Ferb uh, like a couple times with my son. Um, and it was really funny. What I remember, uh, I really liked the concept in the of of it. Um, I'm just gonna sit here brooding. It's fine. Okay, so while <laughs> you're sitting about? there, what is it about? Yeah, Barry. I mean, you've so seen it's about, it more than it's about uh, two kids uh, who named Phineas and Ferb who spend their summer building incredible, like ridiculous, out of this world things. Uh, they just basically have every episode is a new day in the summer, and they try to fill their time. Uh, they'll build like water parks in their backyard, like spooky forests in I've their seen backyard, that one. Like, whatever the water whatever, park yeah, one. I think whatever I've it seen is. That one. And they all ha- they have an older sister who always tries to, to bust them, and uh, so she's always trying to like take photos and like call her mom, call the mom, and be like, "They're building something crazy in the backyard." Meanwhile, they have a a, a pet platypus who's yeah, also a, a, a secret agent. Secret agent. Yeah. Yeah. Who has to fight Doctor Doofenshmirtz oh. and all of his evil like <laughs> evil like <laughs> inventions. So yeah, like it's it's great. It's it, it, the platypus is named is, is his name is Perry. Uh, he he's my favorite. I have him tattooed on my my leg. You do. Um, he's do. also like a uh, he has a nemesis too, though, right? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah uh, the Doofenshmirtz get is that what you said? Well, so Doctor Doofenshmirtz is is his nemesis. Yeah, but he also has um, uh, Peter the Panda. Okay, so yeah. who's also another agent that like. <laughs> You know, um, well, the whole doesn't like thing him a reminds lot. me a bit of Dexter's Laboratory, and I used yeah, to love it. Yeah, it's very similar in, in that I way. I love yeah. Dex- Dexter's Laboratory. Is really okay, so the next show. question uh, Who's your favorite character from Dexter's Laboratory? <laughs> Dexter, obviously. Okay, so, are you a big like cartoon guy? Do you watch cartoons a lot? Uh, I used to. I don't watch so many nowadays. I've fallen into the, unfortunately, the, the cliche Netflix trap. Um, yeah. and I watch, yeah, I watch quite a bit on there. Like That's you, fair. it's something that I'm watching a lot of at the moment. My, I, my wife really likes you. Like yeah. she, if you ever want to have like a, like a, an awkward and really fun, like five minutes to kill, just like YouTube you without yeah. the narrative. So like without him narrating it, it's just yeah. like you, she'll like ask him a question and he'll just sit there. <laughs> like <Yeah>. silently <laughs> it's so funny that's like, brilliant i gotta say his voice like you know and i'm a straight guy but his voice is like word porn like oh, when you absolutely oh yeah have you have you watched you then bear yes i have okay uh bits and pieces i haven't watched the whole thing uh yeah but, like I've, yes i've, I've watched, watched a few episodes i've watched yeah, a few my episodes and literally just finished the finale uh, okay of uh, so i'm not gonna say yeah. anything yeah, yeah my um, wife was nuts was about amazing. it all right, next question. When thinking about our place <laughs> in the universe, how small do your problems really feel? Minuscule. Yeah. Absolutely minuscule. Absolutely. Especially minuscule. when the you fact that we're floating on this giant ass rock in the middle of yeah. like fucking nowhere, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know when I'm gonna eat tonight. Go what? <laughs> yeah. Especially when I think about how big the universe is. Like me and my girlfriend have this conversation all the time about like how you know there's got to be other life out there and agreed. Like on, you know, I think I'm pretty sure she told me the other day that there'd been another planet discovered with water on it. And that's exciting because obviously mm-hmm. that's potential for life. And so awesome. uh, and I heard about obviously all the um, the reports that were coming out that uh, the Navy were coming out with about uh, like the USS uh, Nemitz um, and people who cited uh, craft going into the, you know, into the water and stuff like that. So that was 
wasn't that cool. wasn't that a lot of the stuff that um <clears throat> um to the stars like Tom DeLonge's thing had been like yeah. poking at and then they yeah, finally were like well I guess we'll release it yeah <laughs> yeah and I and I have to admit actually I did sort of go like yes because everyone around me um at the time was like that dude is completely off of his rocker. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're he right. Still he still kind of is. He's completely off his rocker genius. You're right. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have, I, and it's, I really like Tom DeLong. I, I think Blink 182 yeah. is better off with him. And um, I, I also, also think he's love, better off without Blink 182. I, I think uh, Angels and Airwaves is awesome. And his books are fucking great. Yep. Like yep. I've read every book he has out so far. Uh, and I love him. Like yeah. he's really, he's a really good writer. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Pursuit of Tone uh, documentary that he did with uh, Ernie Ball. Yeah. Uh, yep. That, that was, was good too. That was great. All right. Honestly, last question. You ready? <laughs> when drying off after a shower, is the <laughs> towel technically clean? Oh, that is a good question. Wow. That's actually made me have to think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you're supposed I mean, to be clean yeah. after a shower, like unless you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so I suppose yes. I guess the world may never know. I, I mean, like, it depends. Like, because if it's been sitting there while you've been in the shower, like technically there's still dust particles traveling around the room. So if well, dust falls on the towel, is it dirty? If now, I also want to ask this very serious question that does pertain to this. Um, since we're all, you know, men, um, let's be honest. Oh yeah. Uh, do you only use your towel once? Oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because it's clean. Exactly. What is your now? What is your what's your magic number to where you need to switch out that towel? <laughs> oh wow! You're supposed to switch out a towel. my wife tells me i am (laughs) um uh, for me it's like three or four like yeah because like like the fourth one's five a push yeah yeah Yeah, i'd have to say five is like the the magic number of like okay i should switch it out if it starts to smell you've gone too far (laughs) yeah yeah at least have to give it a sniff test Mm, smells musky (laughs) yeah if it feels solid then that's probably If you're having a hard time and it hurts when you're just yeah. drying yourself off because it's crusty, uh, that's the time. <laughs> that's that's time. for sure time. <laughs> and, and don't even wash crusty. it. Throw it away and buy it. <laughs> if it's crusty, I'm going to ask what else you've been doing with that towel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. And our next segment is... <laughs> Son we of a bitch. <laughs> we are actually... Now we're going to move on to our last segment. This cool. is our rapid fire questions. You're going to shoot from the hip and you're going to speak from the heart. Um, we're going to give you a couple options. You're going to choose whichever option pulls at your heartstring the most. And the first question is, if a train was going 55 <laughs> kilometers per hour south, right? But there was a wind that was blowing to the west. What color would you paint the train? Oh, that's a dude. What? Why didn't you put that in the obscure questions? Because boy, was that good. Wait, what color was the train? No, what color would you paint the train? If it was going uh, 55 uh, kilometers east and the wind wind was blowing at 35 (laughs) kilometers west, what color would you paint the train? Purple. Okay. I love it. Purple is the color (laughs) of royalty. Um, That actually wasn't 
a a question we're gonna ask, but I'm glad you did ask it. Uh, so Thank rapid you. fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Saved by the Bell or Boy Meets World? Um, Saved by the Bell. Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Mortal Kombat. Dogs or cats? Cats. We're going to skip this next question because we learned from the last people we interviewed from the UK that that doesn't mean the same thing. (laughs) Are you a day or night person? Night, definitely. Okay, last question. Fallout Boy or My Chemical Romance? Fallout Boy. Every time. Oh, wow. He, you answered wrong. But explain the question. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm not as big, I would say, on like more of their more recent material, but like from Under the Cork Tree is always yeah, right. be my favorite. And, and once it, so out, okay. of, out of the wrong answer, that is the right answer. Yeah, because you know? <laughs> literally no one has, anyone that ever says Fall Out Boy, the, the question always goes back to, oh gosh, well, early Fall Out Boy or all Fall Out Boy? And because yes, early Fall Out Boy is incredible so, and yeah. does pit hard against my chem. Yeah. If you're only going with the early Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's just it. It's like you have to choose. But okay, the question that we did skip <laughs> was pudding or jello. But we found out that like you guys don't have what we would consider pudding or jello. Yeah, or so, jello. So what do you mean in terms of pudding? Okay, what so pudding is like so pudding like chocolate it's like, or it's vanilla. Like a, and it's custard. Custard, oh. basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, custard. Custard yeah. or jelly. I would go jelly, because I do like jelly. Okay. So, but, but like jelly is like jelly jam because like our jello is like it's like gelatin cube, like you can put in like cubes or like, lime orange, yeah, 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 strawberry. It's like a gelatin snack, yeah. Oh, like a snack, not like a not like a big bowl of jelly kind of thing, then. No, not like a jam that you'd spread on toast or something, but or oh, no, what, not, not, not like jam, but like you can eat it, like okay. So, you are th- okay, so you call it jelly. Jelly, yeah. Okay, see, over here we call, like, jam jelly. Ah, uh, I can see the confusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, we were actually... Mostly because we're stupid. And, yeah. uh, we're stupid. Like, yes. let, let, me just, um, let me just give you an example, right? <laughs> no. So, like, over there... You did you, it first, you, so we're, we're copycats. <laughs> as, as an example, it's like, you know how, like, you guys have pavement along, like, right next to the street where you walk on? You walk on the pavement. We're yeah. so dumb, we have to call it sidewalks. <laughs> It's, yeah. You walk on the side. <laughs> yeah. So, but we, uh, <laughs> um, we, we ran into this, um, when we were, we did our interview with Royals. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we, like, I hit that and he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, shit, <laughs> we forgot. We, uh, <laughs> we forgot. Those yeah. guys are awesome. Yeah. yeah they're, they're great. Awesome. They're so super cool. fun. Um, we had a we had a really big uh, long chat with them about like some of the significant differences of you know like um, touring in the U.S. touring in the yeah. U.K. What shows yeah, and like. just and and just how like we went so hard out of our way to call things differently, yeah, uh, to to call things different names over here and do things differently than the U.K. I am assuming to set ourselves apart because we're Americans. 
<laughs> I think I listened to that actually because you guys spoke about um, like distances between shows yes. as well. Yep. Like we yeah, make, yeah. Over here in the UK, people make a fuss about traveling, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. And you guys w- would think that's ridiculous. Yeah, hour and a half you know, standard for a big yeah. concert. Yeah. Well, when you think about the fact that the entire UK can fit inside of Texas, you run out of cities to hit. Meanwhile, like yeah. we're like, oh, our favorite band is going to Minneapolis. I'm going to drive five hours because they're skipping us and going yeah. to Minneapolis and then going to, I don't know, like, you know, St. Louis or something. So it's like, well, you have to, you have to pick the closer the two and the closer the two is still four hours away and we'll right. still go. And even just yeah. like, just even showing like that the distance isn't so much of an issue is, I mean, my band lives two hours away from me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So for practice, I travel two yeah. hours. Yep. And each one go. of my members in the band lives in a different state. So, uh, which yeah. is <laughs> hours at least. Hours. We have uh, got, shows dedication and commitment. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you can do everything online now, like, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Like, I got yeah. a band. I got a band meeting tonight, and we're just going to zoom it. You know. <laughs> exactly. Like sometimes I think you don't always have to. You know, like physically be there it depends what you're doing obviously if you've yep. got like run up to a tour then you might want to have like a consecutive week where you're like constantly yep. you've Absolutely. got practice but right. if you know, <laughs> i don't even do like, that we do it the day before oh or yeah, sometimes yeah. Well, the day well, of. yeah we pretty much do at least with us we'll you know make sure that each person's practicing on their own get in their self all together yep. and then yep. we usually like the uh, like a weekend before the tour or run of shows or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to spend the weekend together. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Absolutely. All right, man. With that said, we want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for, you know, just all that you do. Thank you for like what you've been doing with the, with the scene, with all the groups that you're in. Um, we want you to basically promote yourself, promote a few too many. Tell us what's going on, where we can find you. What's next? Just all of it. Shameless plug your shit. Sure. So uh, obviously the main thing um, that I would like to plug is the uh, the workshop that me and Jarrett are running. Uh, the next one of which is on the 19th of November. Um, and we have Rishi Bal joining us, um, who is the founder of Four Chord Music Festival uh, mm-hmm. and also the frontman of Eternal Boy. And Maggie Schneider, who you guys will know from Glimmers. Yep. Um, both absolutely massive industry heavyweights um you know hugely influential so i'm really excited to have them on um and for me and jared to talk to them um for anyone who wants to follow uh, the band a few too many uh, we have linktree uh, for everyone who's familiar with that so that's linktree slash uh, a few too many uh, we've got facebook which is just facebook.com slash a few too many instagram is uh, at a few too many um, and we do have Twitter as well, which is at a few too many UK. Um, and also for any musicians and bands who are listening, would absolutely love you guys to join the alternative music networking group. If you're in a punk rock band, an alternative band, uh, you know, whichever genre you're in, if you're, you fall under the alternative umbrella, uh, we would absolutely love to have you join um, and get involved within, within our community. So, yeah. And thank you guys for having me on. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. It was, a, yeah. it was an absolute pleasure. Thank well, you. Well, with that, this has been another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. Danny, thank you for being here, and we'll catch you guys you. next week. <laughs>